0: Good morning everyone and welcome to our service, whether you're here in church or at home on such a beautiful morning. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure also to welcome back to our pulpit the Reverend Colin McGaw. Colin, as you know, is our Vacancy Convener and I can tell you has been working very, very hard on behalf of Ballycrochan. And I know because of his contacts this week, that it's been a very demanding week for and So Colin, thank you so much for all that you're doing for us and it's always a pleasure to see you back in the pulpit. Thank you. Now our announcements. Uh, you would have seen on the screen the services for the month of June. I just advanced notice here on the 13th of June, we will be having our morning communion service. And then on the final Sunday in June, the 27th, will be our Children's and Young People's Day service and that'll be followed by a church barbecue outside on the the lawns and if the weather is good it'll be a wonderful day however uh, we obviously have to wait and see what the weather is going to be like and what the COVID regulations are going to be like so more information on this will follow now for a number of years we have been putting money into a great big bottle that sat in the vestibule loose change in fact and I am pleased to tell you that yet again a great sum of money has been sent off the money in that bottle has been used for a clean water project in Ethiopia, and in the last week, 800 pounds were sent off to Ethiopia. So thank you for all the loose change that you have put into that bottle, and thanks to Florence Blair for organising it and looking after it. Uh, a disappointment now—we have a problem tonight over Life Lounge. Uh, we were planning to put it onto. The internet at 7 30 but because of a, an issue that has arisen lifelines is postponed and i just wish to extend our apology to those of you who would normally follow it on the COVID update we have had another update from church house that came in at the latter part of the week and effectively it's saying look no change in church services please wear your masks on the way in wear them in church wear them way out and wear them when you're singing we accept that It's not always the best but that's the guidance and that's the guidance that we're following and of course we're invited as well to carry out social distancing now mondays i'm going to rename monday i'm going to call it the jim and kim day why well jim mcnight is here from 12 to 1 and he receives your donations for storehouse and any other donations that you wish to make for church and kim is here at nine o'clock with the free food so those of you who want to come and take advantage of the free food whether you're members of church or not you're very welcome to come at 9 o'clock on a Monday night and this is the free food from Tesco under the arrangement that we have with them those are the announcements for this morning I now invite Colin to lead our service thank you
1: Colin thank you very much Billy good morning everybody Good to see you. You're all looking very well, very
2: summery. It's lovely to uh, be here and to have an opportunity to share with you. And um, on your behalf, uh, just once again to thank all of our guest uh, ministers who are coming along to preach and teach uh, throughout the vacancy months. Uh, That's very much appreciated. Uh, Well, all we need is a a Rosie and Kim and Jim then, and that will be a real set that we're... We're going to have if there's anybody wants to volunteer it would probably mean a new television program but um, I'm very very pleased that uh, you're with us and that the folks who are at home are tuning in as well yes it has been a busy phase with the vacancy um, as you know the voters list was confirmed by your session clerk and session and then we went on to accept uh, names of applicants and also those to be approached uh, as a suggestion by the Kirk session. So, all of that is underway and uh, some packs were posted off uh, last week. Uh, on Thursday, Packs were uh, in the post going off to interested uh, folk um, and in due course. We will extend the arrangements just a little bit further, Um, so uh, all systems go and that's that's good. Um, Really at this stage we cannot see the interview phase being until uh, September but that is fine and that also gives people time to think and pray over their journey in connection with
1: their application or in connection with the approach uh, from Ballycroghan, like to um, just read from God's word.
2: The Lord is righteous in all His ways, and holy in all His works. The Lord is near unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Amen. And we thank God for his word as we approach our holy and loving Lord God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Karen, thank you for your choice of praises for today. We turn now to our first praise, Lord of the Church.
1: bow together for prayer almighty and everlasting God we approach you with praise and worship we offer our prayers in
2: the same spirit we seek to be this people of your calling a people of God in this day
1: and time We approach you not in our own strength nor in our own selves,
2: for it is in the name of your Son, our Saviour, that we come. We depend upon that enrobing of the ministry of Jesus upon the cross and indeed
1: of the empty tomb. We are reminded that we worship a living Lord ascended and sitting at your right hand we praise you for the power of the holy spirit
2: for your spirit with and within every single christian man woman teen and child how we need your strengthening and prompting that we may grow And become more like Jesus as each day passes. We ask, O Lord, that you will hold us close in this life journey.
1: We know our human frailty, the power of temptation. We are aware of the words,
2: thoughts and deeds that we have done and that we fail to say, think and do. So, Lord, please be with us in this growing, in the
1: fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ. We pray in all things that you will hold us close within your word. May we be
2: a people who commit your scriptures to memory, drawing them into heart and life your word of promise to be our energy and our hope, your word of prophecy fulfilled and expected to be that which continues to enlighten us and to
1: call us on. May we be keen witnesses for you within our families, within our community, Amongst our colleagues, may we be loving witnesses for Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the gift of praise.
2: As we continue to engage in singing to you and in reading scripture, attending to it closely for you, we pray, Lord God, a deep sense of your blessing,
1: This morning, within this place, in Jesus' name, Amen. The second praise, you're the word of God the Father. Let's sing to the Lord.
2: Our readings today are taken from the first book of Kings, and Mr. Sam
1: Young is going to take the first reading for us today.
3: From the Lord. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidomites, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn you away and turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it was so, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after Astareth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Modcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives, who turned incense incense, and sacrificed to their gods. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods but he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon because you have not done this And have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son. For the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Here endeth the lesson.
1: Thank you very much, Sam. Appreciate you reading the lesson today. Let's bow together in prayer as we remember the needs of others today. Lord, it is a day of brightness and of sunshine. We are reminded of the warmth of your love, of the brightness of your being, of the embrace of your compassion and care. We
2: pray, Lord God, as we have heard your word, that we will be
1: very mindful of being faithful, to the calling of the living God we always count it nothing short of tragedy
2: when we read in the scriptures of wonderful potentials that are diverted and distorted
1: by wrong compromises Leading lives in a different direction. So today, O God,
2: we not only pray for ourselves, but we pray for the world in which we live. That we may be hearers of the word of the living God in Scripture. Followers of the way, the truth, and the life
1: a people of the light of the living God. Your calling is equally strong to us today to be salt and light, to express your will and your standards, your calling. We pray, Lord God, that as church,
2: Throughout the world, that we will be faithful to your calling
1: over us. May we share Jesus in every situation with our lips and with our lives. May love and compassion, but clarity. And courage also be very much combined gifting within us that we in turn may be the lights of our day
2: and generation in a society and world society of quest
1: when people are searching truth, may they find peace in the living God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, issuer of the Holy Spirit. To that end, O God, we pray for your church in places where it is difficult to witness, We
2: also pray for those who have been suffering because they are Christians. Lord, be with them, be their help, their strength, and their song.
1: We continue to pray, Lord God, for those who are in hospital.
2: We pray, Lord, for those who are receiving treatments long-awaited and for those who have been taken to hospital in more recent times suddenly taken on well we thank you for the stories of improvement and recovery we also thank you Lord for those who are going about their duty so faithfully and well bringing their skills and their encouragement to help
1: the sick of body of mind and of soul to that end we also remember our chaplains in all of the hospitals and in many of the nursing homes in hostels of all kinds helping
2: those who are addicted encouraging those who perhaps have been released from prison sentences. Lord, we pray blessing and encouragement
1: upon the many works of hope. These are times, O God, when we pray peace upon the world in which we live. There are
2: many transitions at home and far away,
1: There are struggles and tensions. There is enmity for all sorts of reasons. We pray the gospel into the midst of all, that the heart of man may be challenged, guided, blessed by truth in the living God. To that end, O oh God, we pray for all policy makers. We pray that they will keep in mind at all times the calling of the living God, calling us to act humbly, to seek mercy. To be faithful to our living Lord God. Lord, we pray over this vacancy at Ballycrocken. Thank you Lord for your shepherding love. We pray that as
2: friends receive the packs from the congregation this week, that they will have a sense of ongoing leading and encouragement. We pray, Lord God, for anyone else out there
1: thinking about Ballycrocken and the potential of ministry here. Bless, guide,
2: and encourage them also, we pray. Now, in a moment of silence, We raise up to you people and situations of which we are aware,
1: raising it to you, Lord, in our personal prayers. And from our personal intercessions, Lord,
2: we now bring with one voice and with one heart the prayer that Jesus has taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
1: The praise is faithful one, so unchanging, We come to our uh, second
2: reading from First Kings. Uh, quite some time has passed, and uh, we now tune in to the reading read for us
1: by Bill Aiken This reading is taken from First Kings chapter
4: 11, verses 26 to 40. Also Jeroboam, son of Nebat, rebelled against the king. He was one of Solomon's officials, an Ephraimite from Zerudah, and his mother was a widow named Zeruah. Here is the account of how he rebelled against the king. Solomon had built the terraces and had filled in the gap in the wall of the city of David his father. Now Jeroboam was a man of standing, And when Solomon saw how well the young man did his work, he put him in charge of the whole labour force of the tribes of Joseph. About that time Jeroboam was going out of Jerusalem and Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh, met him on the way, wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone out in the country and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces then he said to jeroboam take ten pieces for yourself for this is what the lord the god of israel says see i am going to tear the kingdom out of solomon's hand and give you ten tribes but for the sake of my servant david and the city of jerusalem which i have chosen out of all the tribes of israel he will have one tribe i will do this because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Molech, the god of the Ammonites, and have not walked in obedience to me, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my decrees and laws as David, Solomon's father, did. But I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand. I have made him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David, my servant. I chose and who obeyed my commands and decrees. I will take the kingdom from his son's hands and give you 10 tribes. I will give one tribe to his son so that David my servant may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. However, as for you, I will take you and you will rule over all that your heart desires, you will be king over Israel. If you do whatever I command you and walk in obedience to me and do what is right in my eyes by obeying my decrees and commands as David my servant did, I will be with you. I will build you a dynasty as enduring as the one I built for David and will give Israel to you. I will humble David's descendants because of this and not forever. Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam fled to Egypt, to Shishak the king, and stayed there until
1: Solomon's death. And here ends the reading. Thank you very much, Bill. It is very clear that God doesn't approve of a syncretistic approach to
2: faith and religion kind of expressed in phrases that we can hear today. I'm sure we're all going in the same direction.
1: Uh, God is zealous about the purity of faith. He is uh, zealous
2: about the salvation ministry that he, as the living God, has brought into the world. He is passionate about his Son, and if salvation could have been achieved any other way, then he would not have wasted the life of His son our Lamb of God. So when it comes to the church and faith and practice, let us not make any mistake that although we are a people of respect and loving tone towards everyone from all backgrounds and approaches, yet our primary position, our core determination, is to follow the Lord, the living God, with his message of his
1: Messiah, the Creator, the Christ, and the Spirit of God.
2: This, of course, as we can see in today's reading was something that Solomon was deeply compromising about, causing a great schism in the kingdom, a great breaking down of the cohesion of what God had wanted for his people. God will determine, as he always does, a consequence. And the consequence, then, as we read in the second reading, is something that is beginning to uh, be set down in the practical realities of the day and age in which uh, Solomon and uh, his Jeroboam were living and working. So today I want to bring you this section of scripture uh, as part of the series of Old Testament prophetic symbolism and the lessons for us today in the Christian church that we draw from what we have uh, read this morning. So let us just ask God for his blessing as we consider these things. Lord, we pray for your wisdom upon us. You call us to be pure and determined for you in our faith focus. We pray that we will
1: be solely for Christ solely for your kingdom. Yet still, O God, we pray for wisdom
2: and for a tone of love as we reach out to every man, woman, young person and child from whatever background. We pray, Lord God, to come with a spirit of understanding and tenderness, but nonetheless to come with the supreme and sovereign mission and ministry of Jesus. So bless our thinking today in the day and age in which we live. Lord, help us to be focused
1: upon your wisdom, your word, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So the kingdom of Solomon,
2: as described in 1 Kings chapter 4 and verse 21, extends to the limits originally promised to Abram in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 18. We read from Genesis, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, to your descendants I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Kadamites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gerkashites, and Jebusites. As the New International Study Bible Commentator notes, a list of 10 peoples with 10 as a number signifying completeness. So you can look that up when you go home. Uh, That's one good thing about live streaming and keeping the services up. You can always, where was that wee passage again? I must look that up when I go back. And you have opportunity to do that. The prophetic word also given to Abraham at that time specifically mentions in Genesis 15 and verse 16 this is what was said. In the fourth generation, that is
1: 400 years, your descendants will come back here. Your descendants will come back here, Abram. This is a covenant. I make with you but in 400 years time your
2: descendants will come back here is it any wonder then that as we studied in our last sermon that the Jordan was halted in its full flow upstream by God when the feet of the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant touched that river for the first time, a time of full flow. God's will, God's promises Four centuries have passed and the river stops. The significance is spiritual, the determination is divine, and God is constantly signaling to his people I am your God I am with you and let me wonder either that each member of the 12 tribes of the Hebrews laid a stone from the Jordan's dry bed to build an altar on this very monumental occasion of divine fulfillment The territorial space and the time span fulfilled and interestingly 400 years of residence in Egypt from the time of Joseph to the time of enslavement and then deliverance need no longer be a mystery regarding God's will as the reason for this time span is given in the same breath to Abram. Four generations for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure, including the worship of many false gods, of child sacrifice, of idolatry, of religious prostitution, and divination, all uncovered and revealed in archaeological artifacts and documented in their own
1: Canaanite epic literature. And the centuries pass from the time of Joshua's
2: conquest to the judges of Israel. And on to the fulfilment of the people's request for a monarchy first, Saul, then David, and then to Solomon, after whose reign the kingdom split into two kingdoms of Israel's ten northern
1: tribes and Judah's two southern tribes. Today we find ourselves
2: historically during a time of rebellion against Solomon. The first reading that Sam brought to us was to give us a bit of background as to why this rebellion was coming about. And that is developed into the second reading by Bill as we begin to see things taking shape in rebellion against Solomon. As in the case of his father, David, Solomon also had opposition, pressing tenaciously from outside the kingdom and seditiously from within his very court. In Solomon's case, though, We cannot ignore that God was raising up this opposition against him because of his hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of intermarriages of foreign wives.
1: He adopted some of their religious practices. He was building altars of pagan
2: worship centers on high places within the land.
1: God looked upon this, he did not take this lightly. And though
2: the Lord had appeared to Solomon twice during his lifetime,
1: Solomon had, in the words of Scripture, adopted this attitude. Despite God speaking to him clearly, he adopted this attitude, which God found obnoxious and reprehensible.
2: I think we can pause at this moment and just
1: think about that phrase that Solomon adopted this attitude and ask ourselves in today's world and in life today.
2: What are the attitudes that we adopt? Are they
1: attitudes that God can bless and prosper and protect, or are they attitudes that are of unhealthy, progression, things that shouldn't be taken into
2: our lives and into our attitudes? We must answer this for ourselves in a world of many different pressures coming with all sorts of philosophies and opinions. What attitude, what life attitude are we going
1: to adopt? And God is saying, be faithful. Be faithful to me. Walk in my word, in my will, adopt my attitude. Um, we talk about the Beatitudes, but the B attitudes, okay, the attitudes of God. For David's sake, though, the kingdom of
2: Israel would not divide during Solomon's reign. But the divine determination is already decided and will be borne out in due course
1: amid strife and enmity, unfaithfulness and evil. But now this future reality is prophesied. By the words and prophetic
2: actions of one Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh. Ahijah, on meeting Jeroboam, son of Nebat and his wife Zeruah, was a conscious young civil servant in Solomon's court and had indeed drawn the respect and trust of Solomon, who in due course put the young man... 1 Kings 11 and 28, listen, in charge of the whole labour force of the house
1: of Joseph. In charge of the whole labour force of the house of Joseph. But while
2: he was in this position, and I quote the contributor again to the study Bible, during this time, he became aware from the workforce Of the smouldering discontent among the people over Solomon's policies, including the ever-increasingly heavy yoke of taxation, exacted upon the people by Solomon, which is described in chapter 12 and verse 4 as harsh,
1: harsh, not meant to be like that under a king a responsible king and regime but the taxation levels were harsh so in the countryside as prophet ahijah
2: and jeroboam meet the words and actions of the tearing of jeroboam's new cloak into 12 pieces points ahead here is the prophetic symbolism. The cloak is taken. The cloak is torn. Twelve pieces, prophetically pointing ahead to the future dividing of the kingdom of Israel. Ahijah also warns Jeroboam of the choice between good and godly kingship With all due divine blessing and by inference, the other side of the coin, if Jeroboam is unfaithful, then there will be consequences. For now, a young man is foretold his future regarding the northern kingdom of ten tribes. And why the southern kingdom must remain under the kingship of another. In due course, Solomon tries to kill Jeroboam. Chapter eleven, verse forty of First Kings, a verse that bounces out of the blue into the text. Scholars comment that this may be due to the fact that Jeroboam may have been indifferent. To the timing of Ahijah's prophecy and may have taken it upon himself to conspire a premature coup
1: to wrestle the kingdom from Solomon. Whatever the case, life lesson two comes to us now. About church growth and developing the church. God's timings cannot be forced. God's gifts, we must cooperate and be blessable.
2: No point in having a policy of thumping people with our Bibles. taking time to share, to lovingly reach out, to embrace, to go the extra mile even within the context of some lovely hospitality as we befriend and reach out and pray that God will draw people into his kingdom
1: even through our individual ministries and gestures. His kingdom wonders to perform. Old
2: Testament Bible prophecy in its utterances and symbolisms has so much to share with today's church because God's Word is living and applies and doesn't change it carries through it is the golden cord
1: working its way through all generations today these symbolisms speak to us about our soul dedication to
2: father son and holy spirit guarding our minds in god's word guarding the gospel, staying close to the Lord with an attention to his word and his will. God speaks, and this is what must be to the fore in our churches. He has given to us his divine revelation to engage with and to honour God speaks blessing for a people whose heart are for him and whose lives shine for him. Those living in alternative lifestyles to the lure of godless philosophies and empty religions of today's gifted high places still need as is happening daily, to be reached with the gospel of life and love. And so locally and intercontinentally, prayer-fueled mission must
1: always be the church's cherished top priority. The church has always been an outgoing entity.
2: God knows nothing of a diminishing church when his commission is to go and to reach and to grow his church. And if we ever get to the stage of looking at him and saying, why did you not grow our church? He may look back with some justification and
1: say, Did you share? Did you stay close? Did you pray through? Did you trust me? God sees growth for His kingdom.
2: And His kingdom is growing throughout the earth as people are brought to living. And lovely faith in Jesus from all backgrounds from all situations make no mistake about it we are now watching on YouTube so many different peoples giving their testimony of how they came to Jesus lovely human beings from all sorts of places and situations
1: God is working As we are today taught by First Kings,
2: God's people must be faithful, focused,
1: constantly drawing close to him, trusting the shepherd who walks with and before us. This is the context also
2: in which we are moving forward throughout our vacancy here in Ballycrocken. It's great to know that it goes beyond
1: committees and meetings to important underlay of prayer,
2: the overarch of seeking God's word and God's will
1: and God's person for the next stage of our journey. God is so willing to lead us. And he wants us
2: to be a people who will be willing to be led. And that is a wonderful thing. May God bless you and encourage you as you continue in the home mission and in the overseas mission. Wherever that leads you and wherever that leads us as congregations. At the center of communities. Lord, bless your mission and bless your people of mission. And specifically here today, at a time of vacancy, would you bless Bally Crockens mission? We pray, Lord God, that as you find us faithful to your word or calling us deeper to an awareness and a faithfulness, we pray, Lord God,
1: that we will walk with you and be your people here. And the details, Lord, many we leave with you who work
2: in the minds and in the hearts of those with whom we speak and share, And with those who are interested
1: in this vacancy, as ministers in quest, Lord, your blessing we pray for, in Jesus' name. Amen. And the closing praise, chosen for us by Karen,
2: is before the throne of God above you may grace, mercy, and peace from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit
1: be with you all this day and forevermore. Amen.